this is Conversations with Chris. Obviously, I'm your host, Chris, and I've had a great conversation with Eric. Tell me how to say your last name. D-Sharm. D-Sharm, who is also the Mayor Taylor, and you guys got to come check him out. He is at 4100 West Gulf to Lake Highway, Lacanto, Florida. Did I say that right? 34461, call 352-513-3278. I just pulled all that out of my mind or read it off the front door, one or the other. Either way, you want to come see this place, you want to come experience it, and um, believe me, it's gonna blow your mind. Test, test, you got me? Yep, you guys are all set to go. I can't hear in my headphone. I feel like Eminem, you ever listen to that song? I got, I got, <laughs> I, turn me up my headphones. I got I got no noise in my headphone. Uh, What do you think of the van? I think it's sweet. Like, total living, like... I think it's really awesome. I don't think that I could personally live a minimalist life, essentially, but I have total respect. Although, I will tell you, um, over the last couple of years, in in being in my relationship with, with Blue for as long as I have now, and, you know, having the the new family member, it's one of those things where I'm looking at all that we do have, and I'm like, really don't need this. Right. <laughs> we really don't need that. We have like five of these. Like right. maybe it's time to kind of like Shift not have stuff. it anymore. Like if we could, if we could just bag everything up in Rubbermaids that we really need and just pick them up and move them. Like I would be okay with that. And you it's know? A, that's a kind of a that's something that happened with me is that I took a. A sabbatical and kind of went down to South America to Patagonia and I was in the middle of Chile uh, and then I went to the southernmost point of Chile and I caught a ferry across to this island called Chiloe and it's a little bitty island in the middle of Patagonia and it's like you know Patagonia is the southernmost point of the world and as I was there it was as close to Antarctica as you can get and it was also in a place that I've never been. So I went down there and I took a backpack, that's all. And I spent two months living on a beach and a backpack. And it simplified life to me on terms of what we really have to do to stay alive every day. And when you really looked at the fact that like, all you really have to do is wake up, find some food, get some rest, find some more food the next day, and I ended up surfing with uh, penguins and sea lions, and I ended up having these most amazing experiences with all this wildlife. Um, but nobody there spoke Spanish or spoke English at all. Not even like, "Hey, how you doing? Hello." It's nothing, you know. I was so far away from America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't speak much Spanish, <laughs> so there was very little communication during those two months. But water is imported; everything is brought in, so you have to be very like. And it's freezing, you know, obviously it's like ice cubes in the water type thing. But it was amazing when she went back to that simplicity and you realize that there's no stress in life except for the stress that we add to it. And the stress that we add to it is by choice when we add it to our lives. And so when we go ahead and we add a business, well, we know that it's going to come with some stress, right? But I mean, even simpler than that, when you add two more outfits... When you add two more pairs of shoes, everything that you add to your life creates a certain amount of stress and anxiety about if you are, it's going to still be, you know, the more, I always say the more you have, the more you have to worry about, the less you have, the less you have to worry about, you know? So it's like, for me, it put things in perspective. And when I came back, the very first thing I could think was, I don't need anything. I was happy. I was healthy. I had everything I needed and it wasn't much. And then I get back to the States and I moved into my house. And it took me like a year to even gain any furniture. I had a yoga mat, I had a bean bag, <laughs> and it was like, a, you know what I mean? Because it was so simplistic that I got to that point. Um, but then obviously, you know, after being back in America and being here for a while, you start to add things back to your life and things you need, things you want, and things you like. There's not, it's not really wrong with it. You just want to keep that same perspective of understanding that if it gets to be too much, make sure you realize that it was your choice to get where you are so you can choose to back off of that also and there's nothing wrong with that you know i mean i i also do real estate and um have you ever noticed that no one ever downsizes from a four bedroom to a three bedroom it's like once they have a four bedroom it's like they have to have another four bedroom but they don't really you know what i mean like most families live in one room by themselves and do just fine so it's like 
I think it's everyone feels the need to, to grow. It's yeah. like I've already gotten to this milestone. It's time to get to the next milestone. But when you get to the next milestone, there's there's many things that come with that milestone. Um, that, you know, opening up the aquarium. I knew it was going to be a lot of work, but I, I guess I didn't realize just <laughs> exactly what was going to be involved with it. Um, it you know, um, but I... I what I've gotten from from this whole experience is it's not necessarily anything negative that comes from it. it it's it's all about the rewards from from what happens after you get through all the mishaps. you know whether whether there's a sick animal that you know you're you're medicating you're you're getting it to eat to try to get healthy again and then you, then you see that reward of wow i finally able got that animal back to to where right. it needs to be or you know something's come in pregnant or something's been impregnated well it's on your watch and then you get to see it birth that baby and then you get to see the baby be birthed and you get to you get to get that baby eating and and getting it where it needs to be you know or you know something breaks down and then you get it fixed and then once it's fixed everything's up and running and it's like wow and it's great yeah all of a sudden everything's working in order as somebody that has to manage people a facility animals and customers all at the same time which would you say is the greatest challenge the greatest challenge is the employees really um and I love them all, but it is, you know. Um, when we opened up the doors, I thought the animals were going to be the challenge, but animals have to have healthy water. They have to have clean environments. And as far as I'm concerned, man, animals aim to please. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a dog or a cat or a shark or a stingray. Or a lobster. They, or a lobster. <laughs> they just want to be fed and they want to be loved. They they really, really do. It's and true. that's something that I've, I've had the opportunity to surround myself with for the last two and a half years because we had the aquarium before we opened it so working with these with these specimens very very closely like just everything has a personality just like a human 100 and um they they just aim to please they do aim to please um the customers you know everyone's got something that they want to say and um whether it's negative or positive like they they're always appreciative at the end yeah you know yeah and then the employees we have such an amazing team but sometimes you just always have you know potential little personality conflicts but but at the end of the day <laughs> you okay buddy he's like this is really good <laughs> he's like sorry sorry to interrupt that's my bad yeah bless you <laughs> no, that's a true statement, and I've managed many, many employees. I've managed many customers, and you're right. I mean, expectations uh, are always going to end in 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 sadness. You know, they say the expectation is the root of all suffering, because when you expect things, most of the time, the things that you expect to see or happen aren't even real things that someone else knows about or that they're even aware of. And so, like coming here. I had no expectations of what it would be, mm -hmm. but I did see the show. I did see you on there. I did see the idea. Uh, I had no idea the amount of investment you have um, in the animals and how much you are into educating people on that. Uh, the mermaids are cool, really cool, like uh, nothing, take nothing away from that. But I did not have an expectation of them being so much education on the animals, and I appreciated the, the tour yesterday. I mean, I brought up the lobsters because genuinely, had no idea and like to see you tell me that that kind of animal can have that kind of intelligence and you know and to witness you believing in it you know what i mean like that's a, it's a huge thing to watch and to see and and it's no cheap task to pay for animals i mean we've we've had the lobsters like i said yesterday for for almost two years over two years and we've watched them grow literally because you know lobsters and crabs they molt that's how they grow bigger so each one of our Florida lobsters, um, they've molted about three to four times. So we have like three or four exoskeletons from every single, every single lobster here that we've kept as long as we can. Right. Um, 
but there'll be time when it's feeding time they'll they'll be lined right up in front of the aquarium they know it's food time yeah they're like this is food time this is my human feeding me food right and then i'm gonna go and eat it and then i'm just gonna scrounge through the ground and see if there's any scrapings but you know whether whether we're filling the tank up or doing a water change just just to watch them just how smart they are like oh i don't like the way this is right now so i'm gonna move over here a little bit and then i'll be okay with it um you know and and what you didn't see yesterday was manufacturing where we actually make the mermaid tails so half of the building is aquarium and half of the aquarium is manufacturing administration and and i guess that's where i'm going with the whole staffing situation is we have like we have mermaids, we have aquarists, we have gift shop people, we have administration, we have um, seamstresses and tailors, we have individuals who work on printers and computer technology. And then we have, um, right now, we have one individual who, who is basically our head of silicone who pours all of our, our silicone fins and mermaid tails and things like that. So just the, the, the diversity of different type of employment that we have, it's like for you know for almost 20 for 20 years this year all we've done is just production crew manufacturing artistic crew now we're trying to manage this whole mermaid entertainment on top of you know basically marine biology and then gift shop retail on top of it so it's just like this how are we gonna do this you know we've become a gc and you're building a, uh, you know, an enterprise now or a structure. And you imagine those guys work with electricians, plumbers, welders, steel manufacturers, concrete. And now you've become that. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about. Hopefully I can take a tour of the, the manufacturing. I would love to go back and get a little video of like what it looked like. Because Absolutely. the intensity of what you do back there is nothing short of impressive. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure I understand it on the level of what it is. But I mean, to understand how silicone shapes and then how to paint it and understand i mean i'm sure you could paint a car based on the way it looked like you understanding how things work and well work. and see that's the other thing too like i have my hands in a little bit of everything right you're not just you know the, the like creator, before, I, before I jumped in this van today like i was in the water swimming a show but before i got in the tail to get in the water I was trying to figure out if there was an issue with the filtration system and I was trying to figure out who could stand by and watch this while I was swimming for 20 minutes and the whole time I'm thinking to myself while I'm in that tank I wonder what's going on on the other side of this window right now right you know what i mean in the gift shop in the back room in uh-huh, the top, in uh-huh. the and then why and why then all is... of a sudden you have the screaming uh, mermaid with the uh the hilarious and yes, story and, and then and then the mermaid as soon as we're getting ready to get in the water like a cockroach crawls out of her mermaid tail and it she's just like screaming and i'm on the bottom deck like thinking the absolute worst like did Someone she get lost bit? an arm yeah she's done and, like and then she's like oh my gosh there's a bug crawling on me and i'm just like you're like in the big picture of all the things I was thinking about. I'm so glad it was just a cockroach. <laughs> like, and it's like it's those moments so that you appreciate and you're like, why wasn't there a camera here filming this? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, because you're like, you can't make this stuff up. You can't. No. And if people could see through your eyes, and I was talking about how cool that would be the other day about if you could experience another human's life through some sort of virtual reality system, <laughs> but in fast forward to where you actually walk their life and live their life but in through the subconscious mind you know the subconscious mind's 30,000 times stronger than the conscious mind and I believe that we can program it to do whatever we want and so somebody with head trauma PTSD those types of things I believe we have the ability to reprogram the brain but if you can somehow convey all your thoughts that you were going through just in the last hour you know and then try to keep those in perspective as as an animal all animals understand is fight or flight, right? So everything that you're thinking is causing one of two simulations, and those simulations eventually cause stress, right? Which is something that you've avoided, apparently, because you have this such a laid-back attitude. And obviously, the water is your healing, and that's true. I told her yesterday. I said he found his yoga, and I have as much respect for him and his yoga and in the beauty of what he does and the passion he puts behind it, as I do for my own. And yoga is a, a relative term. It has nothing to do with stretching the body. Yoga is a lifestyle. It's a way of living, and it's a way of uh, believing in the harmony of nature. 
And so to me, it's, um, you know, when you do what you do, it's very yogic of you. And it's, I think, probably how you find your balance in there. But uh, it also seems like you have a great support staff. Uh, I, I have an amazing staff and an amazing support team. Uh, my partner um, in life, my my mom, I couldn't do it without her. I mean, my mom allows me to just be totally creative, and, and she just handles, I mean, she handles the numbers for me. That's just what she does. Um, I'm very well aware and versed in it, but without a doubt, you know, it allows me to create. Um, and then the team who, who helps me create. I mean, for years I was doing this by myself. And, and to be able to have individuals that are basically able to create what I've created, this vision in my mind, and make it come to life and keep up with that quality and that standard is, is honestly beyond me. You know, like, I mean, there people will come in, in through these front doors or they'll write an email and they'll say, thank you, you know, for being you. Thank you for being Mara Taylor. Thank you for creating this and doing this. And... And generally, one of the first things I say is, well, thank you, but it takes a village to run what mm -hmm. happens in my brain. So there was, you know, you know how many people, like, touched your tail before you got it in the mail? Mm -hmm. You know, or do you know how many people walked on this floor today before you came in and thanked me for basically doing this? Like, I have appreciation for all the people that work here. Yeah. You know, it takes it does take a village to run my mind. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which you know, the brilliancy of our minds is that it takes a village to to be able to fulfill all of the ideas we have. But at the same time, we have the patience and the ability to allow those people to do what they do best. And I've noticed that my success is always determined by the students that I've created or the people that I've had in my life that have helped me. But they only step in and help you because they believe in you. And people don't do things for people they don't believe in. And it's not an easy task to get people to believe in you these days, you know. So watching the show, I think uh, it was safe to say that uh, out of the way that everyone talked about everybody in the business, that you were the most revered and respected in the industry that I could tell. Uh, maybe Morgana, is a, but she even had such a humble attitude like you that it was really kind of a beautiful thing, you know, because that's, again, the yoga way of living is that we don't do these things for us. These are things that we want other people to experience because of how they've affected us, right? Like you've grown so much and felt so much from that. Then now you'd like to share it with other people. I, I just remember, you know, I, I legitimately saw Mermaids at Wikiwashi Springs and, and there was just that moment of, I'm gonna do something in this realm I'm either going to be swimming in a tail, I'm going to make mermaids, I'm going to be doing something. And I just, I, I, I did whatever I needed to do to, to live that dream of doing how to get to where I am today. And this was always a goal, whether or not this was the end goal or not. Right. You know, this this was a goal of, of being able to sit here and talk about this. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and it's like, it's just, it's a humbling experience when people get to, to, to tell you how awesome you are and how good of a person you are and what you've done and created. Um, so the, the show was really amazing in just how it was able to put all of that into perspective and make it so, so nice and so, I think, very well done. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, agree. because we all kind of connected, you know, a lot of people, you know, um, like Sparkles and, and, and Shay, like they all appeared at Mer Taylor and most of them appeared at Morgana, you know, doorstep. So there's just this like continuum of, well, I, I started here and then I ended up here, you know, mm -hmm. but you had all of those like follow throughs and, and it all intertwined and connected. So well, it's something that Morgana said and, and hers was that the entire reason why she started her group was because she didn't want it to be a an elite group of people. It was just supposed to be a collective community. And that's exactly why I started my studio. That's why I started the businesses that I did was because I just wanted to bring people together. I wanted a community. And uh, after or during, I guess, COVID, uh, I was actually the first person to throw a festival, an acrobatics festival, which acrobatics involves a lot of contact. And um, I do it through it under the name of Acro Freedom which was, um, you know, because I believe that that's what I fought for and that's what we are and what we have here. 
And DeSantis, you know, did a great job of, of keeping us open and allowing us to be able to offer something like that. And you know what? It, was, it went off as a huge success in spite of everyone telling me that it was going to fail. In spite of everyone telling me that it was a horrible idea, in spite of everyone else's feelings, I went with what I felt, and it brought together the community again, and the community started to grow again and started to develop again, and now they're off in the acro world doing festivals all over the place, and, you know, somebody has to start the fire, right? Someone has to light the match, and it seems like you've kind of done that in this mermaid industry. Well, and, and I can't, and I, I hate to take credit, you know, if you're like, oh, Eric, you can't take credit for creating this community. Well, I remember when I was just a teenager and there was no community. There was, yes, there may have been a couple of other people making fabric tales, but there was nobody that actually created an industry, like really created the, the a company with options and choices right. and colorways and different options and models and and we really, Mer Taylor was like one of the first like commercialized, like almost assembly line of mermaid tails. And then they kept rolling in and then, you know, one person takes an idea and then the idea becomes better or worse, you know, hopefully better. And then it just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds. So, I mean, I, I remember when there was nobody, like, I mean, I started Mer Taylor really before like websites i mean i remember my first website was made in geo cities and like yahoo like i think it was like yahoo geo cities like wait, no like you, myspace yeah like i mean i don't know how many of these other people that make tales today like can can say that right you know right. like most people can say and 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 i appreciate everybody's outlook and story because it is so important to that individual person but I was a kid, I saw mermaids, I went into business making mermaid tales, I wanted to have my own show, voila. Other people are just, they see that, they inspire, they get inspired by that, and then they wanna do that, which is so important too. But I just, I don't know, I, I, I love being able to share my story with people because it does inspire people to, to, to do what they've wanted to do, whether it is being a mermaid or a merman or, or, or you know, joining some group and, and doing something they've always dreamed of doing. Well, and that's what came across too, and, the do and that's what, you know, caused me to drive over here was I find very few people to be impressive um, or to be somebody that I admire. And what do they say? Uh, Theo Vaughn says, admiration is an old school quality. It's where you have respect for someone, but you still like them, you know, and it's like an old school thing. And so, um, so, but it, the way that I saw that you put things together was, it was authentically done. You, you did this on accident, but on purpose. And also took on a massive, what I liked is what you, you didn't hide the fact that this is going to be a struggle. Like this is going to be something that Oh, she, this is a huge struggle every single day. Like, you know, my mom had, had put a couple of price tags on things, but realistically the price tags were just minimal. Like it, it, it's not the end result. I mean, we bought this. Okay. We bought we bought this building during COVID, and my mom was like, "You sure?" We're like, like right when it right when it happened, like my friends and I, like I always yeah. wanted to go to Broadway and do that whole like, I wanted to see Broadway, I wanted to see Beetlejuice, I wanted to see Moulin Rouge, I wanted to to see things to inspire me, and and that was actually the first day that the first plane landed supposedly with the first people of COVID. Like supposedly. we actually saw that when we were at that airport. Well. And but we were there anyways. We continued it. Uh, we got back and they accepted my offer on this building. And you were like, uh oh, <laughs> wow, this is really happening. And they're like, you sure you really want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. We're going to do this. I've been dreaming about this opportunity for for a very long time. Heck yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to make this happen, you know. And we did. And the goal was. We're gonna put a tank on one side of the building and the rest of the the aquarium area was just gonna be like showroom space to, to, to show all of our our stuff. But um, this, this showroom was gonna be just massive and then there was gonna be a mermaid tank, right? My mom's like, well, what's gonna be, what's gonna be in the tank when there's no mermaid show? And I'm like, well, I guess we'll put fish in there, right? <laughs> and she was like, well, you've dabbled in it, so why don't, you know, we got to have some type of filtration system, so just do some research on it, see what we can come up with, and we'll make it happen. I'm like, are you serious right now? Or are you my mom? Like, you know, because my mom's never really told me no unless it's, like, absolute skids, absolutely not. Right. Have to stop now. You cannot supportive. do this, right? So she let it happen. Yeah, well, it came out amazing. I think the uh, I can't wait to see the manufacturing area, and I'm excited. I had the idea of doing a handstand with the tail on, 
and uh, you know maybe even having you in the background doing something in the tank but um, you know obviously I understand things have to go a certain way and there's got to be a certain blah 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 but you know another good idea might be maybe we have some yoga classes here with the mermaids so it's funny you should say that and and, and, and I'm not just saying that because you're here but we actually one of my ideas was doing yoga at the aquarium in the morning in front of the aquarium it would be huge um i know some other facilities do that and i thought it would be really cool to do here like there's there's a nice little like we live in a retirement area here in citrus county and there's so many individuals you know that are into working out and yoga and zumba and i'm like this could be a really unique opportunity for the county i mean people people find out about us even that have lived here and have passed this building for four years and they're like i didn't know that's what this was well you do now yeah and they're like this is so great i'm like thank you well and those benches are not are they bolted to the floor no everything so in the aquarium is movable well i would love to host a yoga class here or workshop or something uh, and even do a yoga for mermaids i mean you know a lot of the stuff that i know how to do through i'm not just a yoga teacher i've also got a personal training background i'm a life coach i'm a sorry you've read my my extensive resume of things right and it's uh it's similar to like you you know you you do a million different things but in my world it's not that we're doing a million different things we're doing one thing and that's showing people what we feel and what we've experienced now it takes a million different things to have that happen and that's hard because the balance of it all is like you know i gotta do a podcast here but i'm supposed to teach two workshops here but i'm supposed to be on you know and it's like there has it's like, to, when do I have time to eat? Right. <laughs> and is this what I really want? I'm so, you know what I mean? Like, have I, am I still passionate about what I'm doing? And then there's that moment where the first person comes to you and says, Chris, man, I've been working with therapists for years. And I've been working with you for a week or two. And you've done more for me than anyone else has. Or thank you for showing up and teaching that class and being there. And then it's like all over again. I just replenished all of the energy all the positivity all of the encouragement that i needed to keep going you know because we certainly don't do this because we get rich it's certainly not for the money no i feel like (laughs) successful real successful people always finish last because they just keep putting everything that they have into it because they love it right you know i mean like again people people have no idea what's going on behind these doors nope they, they really don't and, and it doesn't matter because what they're seeing is wow this is you like I'm getting to see a piece of your mind I mean like the mermaid tail business the the aquarium it's like they're getting to the opportunity to see that virtual concept in front of their face right what you, know? you envisioned they now can experience and it's like here's really a piece of cool. my brain yeah exactly hey here's an idea I had that I went ahead and put all my heart's work money everything else so tell me, how did you get found by Netflix? Um, so, mm-hmm. funny story. Um, Morgana, you know, she hosts these mermaid conventions. Okay. And um, we were at the mermaid convention that she did uh, right before COVID and, uh, in, in Virginia. And um, there's uh, someone's like, I need you to meet somebody while we're here. They're, they're in the process of writing a book and um she just needs to meet you and talk to you i'm like great awesome i'd love to talk to her so um she approached me and she said hey i was told i need to talk to you i know some of the former mermaids of wiki watch i've already talked to them about their stories and and i have a friend and and you know uh producer and and i, I think that i think this could go this could go big so yeah. i just let's stay in touch and and then the next thing you know like there's happening? this beautiful story <laughs> of like hey you want to be part of this you know we, we we love your story it's authentic you know heck yeah absolutely i would love to be able to share my story with with the world even more you know well I, what i found really interesting was that like i told you before i i've seen a mermaid tale i've been to a couple springs where there's a mermaid at the springs um, and i've been to ikiwachi obviously my whole life too uh, but i thought it was really interesting because the 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 dynamics of the show we're set to talk about the fact that this has become a half a billion dollar industry, but also it kind of showed so much spotlight on the wiki watchy beginning of where it all came from, it all stemmed from, and you kind of are the remaining person from that entire system, that entire 
working place that, you know, when you hosted those ladies of 75 years, I mean, how much did that mean to them? What could they have all, there's nothing you could have done that would have been kinder or more compassionate than what you did for them. And you could tell, and I was so happy for them at the end. Like I was so like, I thought it was just awesome. I really thought there was a, uh, a lot of beauty in what you did. And uh, although some of the stuff was, it's fun to listen to the mermaid language that they use and the way that they talk back and forth. Uh, but I also appreciate that you're still regular conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think the difference with me is I just, I just love, you know, I grew up here in, in Chris River. I grew up on the water. My dad was a captain. You know, I grew up on big boats. Like I just, I was so attracted to the water and mermaid tales were just fun to make because I'm an artist. Right. I love art. And then I love the water and I love swimming. So it just connects. And, you know, for me, like, I, just, I don't know. I just, I just enjoy it for what yeah. it is. Like, I don't, I don't, it, it, and it's, it's nothing more like, you know, some people go really in depth into mermaiding and I'm just like, I just going to do me. Right. Like, you know, I, right. I just, I just go with the flow and, um, unless I'm creating something, of course, and then it has to be like perfect spot on. So tell me, uh. <laughs> most expensive tail you've ever made so um one of the most expensive tails that Mer Taylor ever made was um, probably close to ten thousand dollars um if not a little more I don't remember it was a long time ago it was before we opened up Mer Taylor in a public facility it was a fully hand sculpted mermaid tail it was actually made for um um an adult entertainer okay and she wanted this mermaid tail to to be used for the adult entertainment industry and you know i i took on the <laughs> the opportunity to do this well, because it was something unique. oh there was modifications <laughs> to it um you know and it's not a story that i've told often but i mean you know what i don't know i'm not one to judge if no, you're no, not no. hurting anybody not and you're not it's hurting it's yourself adult. like just do what you want to do that's you know right. it's consensual hey you know enjoy it but hey yeah that's a uh, that's a lot of money to invest so it the, was uh, huge you know but she wanted it and she made it happen so i'm not going to stop her from doing it no, like absolutely well i mean it's not our place to tell people that's i do a lot of photography and people will say when homosexuals were allowed to be married which is hard for me to even say because it sounds so silly but there was actually a big point in that time where I was photographing weddings and um, there were a lot of photographers that stood on principle that would not photograph a homosexual wedding and they were like are you and I was like absolutely I was like I support all love and it's not my place to choose who someone marries and I've photographed many heterosexual weddings that I didn't think were going to survive. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, so I'm certainly not doing this based on whether I agree with the couple or not. You know what I mean? Now, there was obviously a growing um, experience in there where learning to photograph a groom and a groom, you, well, we're missing a dress, we're missing a ring, we're missing a bridal part. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a lot of the things that I had photographed and gotten used to being able to fall back on. So I had to fall back on my creativity and find ways to, to capture the essence of the men together and vice versa with the women. Um, also, first one that I did, uh, you know, they had a, the uh, reception and there was obviously a six foot ten drag queen at the reception <laughs> and, um, you know, some ice sculptures doing some uh, questionable things. But, you know, I mean, to me, that stuff is it's not my place to judge anyone else's choices or life uh, experiences. It's just my place to capture the moments and to see the beauty in them. And I think photography allowed me that opportunity doing it, uh, whether it was on runway, whether it was in, you know, weddings or whether it was in fashion or whatever. But that's also why I never went down the route of photographing tasteless bikinis on the beach type thing, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that because there's a market for that too, you know. But it's just that's not the way that my artistic eye works. Well, you know, people are, I have a, I have a very good friend, a uh, very amazing, very artistic, specific photographer style, photography style. And, you know, she's always told me in, in, in talking to her, you know, whether it be personal problems in life or just, you know, whatever, you know, she always said, Eric, people are people, you know, and that, and that's, that, 
that's just a very broad comment because people are people people are going to do what they want to do no matter what you say Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of laws or boundaries you set if someone wants to do something they're going to do it you know and i mean we're all humans i mean animal we're animals right Right. primal and i work with animals and i see how they work with one another i mean you know we have a we have a labrador puppy and then we have a rescued puppy you know and um, we have two female dogs and a male, you know. And guess what? The two females do a lot. Whatever they want to do. <laughs> okay. So, whatever. And that's the <laughs> whole know? balance of it all is, like, that's why juggling it all right now, like you said, too. And I'm, I can't wait to go do the tour of the factory. Because, I mean, all I envision is, like, this giant silicone block coming <laughs> in. You know what I mean? Like a 200-pound, 6-foot-long block of silicone. And then you have to somehow make that into this magnificent piece. And I'm sure it's so somewhat more... So if your more... mind is already, like, figuring it out, this will make you nuts. Our silicone actually comes in as liquid. No. Are they poured? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Everything we're going to have to check this stuff See, out. See, so, like, you're here, like, here comes in a silicone right. I have no, no idea. No, I have no idea. No, it all starts <laughs> off as, like, a, a very, very, very thin rubbery liquid and in the show they kind of show people like i guess carving right would be the right word so uh how it how it starts is everything that we do here at least starts off as a sculpture okay with clay and then it gets molded and it's and and that mold is is generally made from fiberglass or epoxy resins so they last for very long times um and then we pour silicone into it so basically we're just replicating pieces over and over and over and over again what is the weight of one of those tails it depends i mean so our silicone tails range anywhere from 25 pounds to 50 pounds okay i know that was one of the things in the show that they kind of had they're heavy uh, yeah trying to get out of the water you have to be able to pick yourself up with the tail and Mm -hmm. you know and that's where i was even thinking about doing a handstand with one on I've done one with a, you know, 40-pound boa constrictor on my legs and been able to support it, no problem. Once you're there, you're there, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, but I thought it'd be a cool photograph, especially coming from a photographer slash handstand yogi kind of person. But the maybe, one maybe thing, we'll wait and see what they're like. Maybe you got a cloth one for and me. See, that's the other thing. We have <laughs> we do have the cloth tails, which, um, which weigh, obviously, under, Nothing. you know, like yeah. 5, 10 pounds of that. What's the biggest tail you've ever manufactured? The, the biggest tail uh, would be probably our 50-pound tail, and it's a silicone tail, but, I mean, it's just, it, it's massive. I mean, it's massive, and it's intricate, and then we put all the fancy fins on it to make it look as realistic as possible, you know, and you have to be a really strong swimmer to swim in it. If yeah. not, it'll, it'll kind of pull you down a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, are you the Vera Wang of... <laughs> Of yoga, of mermaid tails. Um, my uh, my second mother, Barbara. Uh, I used to call her my second mother. She's my mermaid mom. You know, she always used to call me like the the underwater Bill Gates. Okay. Um, you know, she was like, "You're gonna oh, you're gonna be something big one day. You're gonna be like the Bill Gates of the underwater world." Or what was the other one she used to say? It was one of the designers, and it wasn't Versace. It was one of the one of the ones that you don't hear about, but it's really really talented really talented and, and i'm just like okay i would say the vera wang of you know mermaid tales for sure like she's the most uh respected i guess at what she does in the wedding business and her gowns are are epic do you have a waiting list of people asking for you to make them stuff now so we have i mean pretty much our, our silicone tails like when i'm not feeling it i put things on hold so I can finish what I what my current workload is so I don't over overdo you know because I am an artist and I like to try to 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 do things you know in a reasonable time frame but I also like to do things that I like to do so I like to do it you know I don't I don't like to just do things to do things right um so that's that's been a very big shift in how I do production um, but you know our fabric tails are always being manufactured, you right. know, so people can just go onto our website and just like, hey, I want a mermaid tail. Well, 
which one do you want? There's like 550 options. And they're like safe for children and lightweight. Yeah, and for like children or like... people getting into it or, you know, the mermaids that would just be happening to swim at the Florida Springs when you're camping out one evening. You're right. like, wow, there's there's a, there's a mermaid. Yep, exactly. And that's, where, that's the only ones I've ever seen until the show and had no idea there was a whole world of people that, you know, lived, eat, breathe, sleep. And it's so much bigger than that too, you know, like, because, and I can say that because we see them all. Yeah, we see them all. I had a guest today, you know. She was. It was so funny. A husband and wife came in earlier today, and like, yeah, we're only twenty minutes on the road, and we only thought there was wiki watchy, and oh my god, like I've never met somebody on from from you know TV or the movies before. I'm like, man, I'm just a person living <laughs> exactly, my dream. Exactly. I'm like, I'm I, not a TV I said, star. <laughs> I, I've I've met a lot of personalities before, and I appreciate them, but I'm just a person, just like living my life, and thank you. And I always say thank you so much for coming here and supporting my dream and my endeavors. It really means a lot that you took the effort to come do this today. And she's like, I always knew I was a mermaid, and now I didn't realize there's a place I can buy a mermaid tail. She was like, I've been to your website, and I've looked it up and down, and I know it like the back of my hand, and, and I'm going to be put, placing an order soon so I can swim, you know, and do my own mermaid thing now. Like, I'm just so, so grateful that you're here, and... See, those are the types of people that the mermaid community doesn't see that we help create. Yes. You know? Well, I believe I in mean, the next three to five years, you guys are going to uh, exponentially grow. Ten. I mean, like, here's a perfect example. Like, she looks like she's a mermaid. She looks yeah. like she's totally coming here to, to be like... She sleeps the mermaid life. Yeah. I mean, she, she and, and I could be totally wrong about that. <laughs> but, but she does, you know? We'll, we'll say she was, because she did. She really did, but... And also, you're right. I mean, you just never know. And people don't... And I think that's what's beautiful about it is that you portrayed the community in a way where anyone who wants to do this can do this. And I like the diversity of it. I like the fact that there's, you know, uh, Morgana's situation and then the, the other girl had her own club and program. And But it all seemed to come together, you know? It all seemed And to the be one fun. thing that I love about, about Mer Taylor is that we're available like we're always available like you just kind of showed up at my doorstep and we we got to talk and you got to see i'm a real person and then you saw all these other people here and it was Fully like didn't same expect thing to see you here. well that's the, like i remember the <laughs> on first, your birthday no less <laughs> right so dedication but like i remember forget like i walk out the front door i walk out the double doors you know like before you know our first show or anything be like oh my god that's the Taylor. Like, I didn't think we'd see you. I'm like, hey, what do you think? I'm just like some person that, you know, twiddles my thumb and no, man, yeah. I'm, I am in this. Yeah. Like, this it's is me. Like, I have to be here, you know? Yep. Um, oh, there was something else. I lost it. But, um, oh, you say diversity. One of the things that I haven't really had the opportunity to see that I saw once Netflix aired Merpeople, when I started swimming shows because I haven't been advertising merman, you know, that's still a new thing for a little county, and I was like, you know, eventually I'm going to do it, but, um, so I started swimming in shows when Netflix aired, because I figured it would be one of the easiest ways for a lot of people to see me at once, and get that, like, I got to see him, mm -hmm. you know, um, to help that, to, to fulfill that part for those people, because they do, they are coming here to see me, so I want to give them that opportunity. But the one thing that is so special is to see all the little Eric's out there, mm -hmm. the little boys that are coming in here. And, I mean, you know, you can only see so much through the windows when you're swimming because it's all blurred. But the person in our control booth, like, speaking to us through the underwater microphone system, she's like, Eric, there's, like, a little boy who's out there. He's so excited. He's putting his hand up on the window right now. And then, and then when you get out of the water and you're dry, if they're still here, you get to go meet them. And, and they're just these little boys like they actually are so excited to meet a guy in a tail and they're like i want to i want to do this you know like i want to do this can i do this you know and and that's really cool because that's all new well i think there's something else about that that's important for you to recognize that there's also uh grown men that are also coming here and are inspired by what you're talking about and i've never wanted to be a mermaid or a merman i didn't even know that was an option in life and I'm not saying that I would join the community and become diehard, but I'm not saying I wouldn't either. And when I found my way into yoga, um, you know, it, it was so quickly judged that, you know, men don't do yoga and it's for women and you must be 
whatever the names and the blah 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 but uh, most people don't realize that yoga was created in India for men only and it was illegal for women to do yoga until the 1980s <laughs> so for 4,000 years uh, yoga was done only by men but uh, in the United States it's still seen as very much 13% of yoga teachers are males and there's very few of us out there and um, so when I got into that world it let me allow myself to take down all the walls and to see the possibility that when someone came to me with an opportunity to, to dance on a pole I was like yeah in I got nothing against it call me the names you want to call me as soon as I saw the show I was like I need to put on one of those tails I need to get in the water and I told her and she goes oh my god that's gonna be so hot to see you <laughs> in a tail and I was like really and I'm like you know what I mean because I'm a 45 year old veteran who obviously has never heard of any of this, but I'm the little Eric that you're talking about that's inspired by what you're doing on a level of, hey, I came over here to come check out your show. I had no idea you were going to be here. I had no idea whether I'd get to see you perform. very first question I asked when I walked through the door was, is he going to be performing today? Because I'd love to watch you move. It's, it's epic what you do. It's effortless. And it's amazing, and it's authentic, and to me, that's And I love swimming in a tail, don't get me wrong, but my true, I just, I love being underwater, and being able to move, and do, do whatever, and, um, you know, I'm working on, on making that happen here more, because I know people would really love to see that, just by itself, it's just getting that into the schedule. One more thing, right, one more thing, you gotta whiteboard it. And then you got to drill in that, and then you got to figure out how to connect all the pieces. You know, Chris, I have no idea how I'm able to manage everything in this space. Like, it's really scary. Again, virtual reality of Eric's brain, I would not want to go near it. <laughs> I would run as far as I possibly could to, to another continent. If anyone offers it, take it, turn it down, <laughs> take it on a date. I can totally understand and relate. I have a... Uh, I have a battle inside me that's been going on a long time, and I understand that it's a, it's a crazy mind that I have, but it's also a creative mind, and it's also a mind that doesn't believe that there's anything I can't do, and that's you something... You are your own enemy, your own critic. I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, really, really. It's truth. I mean, there's, it's just a choice. It's just a series of choices, and I watched a guy, a motivator, uh, uh, that was talking yesterday. He has one leg. Uh, and he, he said, win, win, win this minute, win this hour, win this day, win this week, win this year. And it's just all you have to do is stay present and just continue to keep moving. And what did they say? Uh, fall down six times, pick yourself up seven. And you've done that clearly, obviously. And I foresee many, 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 many big things for you. This is going to be a mecca. I hope you own all the land around here because you need to go ahead and start buying it. We're trying to figure out if how not, to make it happen. I'll buy it because I'm going to be ahead and say that this is going to become the playground for mermaids of the world. And uh, I'll go ahead and get behind it and invest in it. And I know some other people that would as well. So um, thank you very much for taking the time. I would love to do a tour. And yeah, by the absolutely. way, I think you guys, you and your family should probably just build a uh, second floor room up there because, you know, this is your home. This is where you live. We're this is supposed where... to have a night where uh, Blue and I actually spend the night in front of the tank. We actually, Barbara. It hasn't happened yet? No. She <laughs> bought us a blow-up mattress and sheet set just to blow up in front of the aquarium, and we haven't had the ability to do that. And, you know, we had a special family member come into our life about a year ago. And Amazing, So by it's the way. like kind of have to deal with that, and it's it's so special and um, so honored for that experience. Can't wait to, to watch that grow and flourish. But yeah, no, we haven't had the opportunity to have the, the night at the aquarium yet. <laughs> but that was a thing. That was a thing. You guys have to schedule that. You need to go ahead and put that on the calendar <laughs> yes. as the night of the aquarium, yes. close the place down, and have that. Because, I mean, what a cool experience to experience it's what awesome. you built with the, with the person that you love the most in the world you know i mean that's uh it, it it was good to see too the role that you guys play in each other's lives and you know being there for each other and, and you supporting. only saw like a glimpse and i love that i thought that was <laughs> perfect because it wasn't as if there wasn't you could tell that it was a genuine support there wasn't any desire for him to be seen he didn't want to be you know what i mean like on your hip attached to you you know what i mean like he allowed you to be who you are and you know the talented artist no it's sometimes i'm like Wait, where's the leash? Come here. Come here. <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, I need you yeah. now. I You're need you now. Right now. here, by away. my side. Like, you don't understand. 
why you need to be here. It doesn't matter. Just it doesn't matter. Just support. be right here. Right. It's fine. You don't have to say a thing. You just, right. I just need to see you in, in the distance. You I know? got someone in my life that I call my emotional support human. Yeah, you put it that way. You're like, this is my emotional support human. <laughs> and it's a compliment in the highest regard. But uh, yeah, man, amazing. I can't wait to see you do your show. Hopefully, we can do some fun stuff together. For sure. I'm over on the East Coast and uh, by the beach in New Smyrna. So, uh, photography, amazing. cameras, lights, we've got everything. We've got beautiful water. Uh, or I can come over here and we can play over here too. Yoga classes at the Mermaid Place. I think that'd be an awesome thing to do. Set up a workshop. Maybe do one for the mermaids so that they can learn some new maneuvers and some new body stuff. Tara and I will come and teach. Uh, it won't you cost will love you a thing. me fall on my butt. Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we to, do it all the time. To watch, some, to watch somebody move as beautifully as you do, it will be great to watch you fall on your butt and see yep. that you're human. Yes, my, my legs work well underwater. <laughs> exactly. Like a, that's I like me. People are like, you're so elegant on your hands. And I'm like, I know. And on my feet, I run into everything. I trip <laughs> over everything. I literally use a cane. <laughs> like that's, It's just that those moments on my hands are where I feel in the water, I guess would be the way you'd say it. So there's a book coming out. Are you writing one? Am I writing a book? I foresee it in your future. I should. You have to. Um, you can't not I've, tell your story. So there was, I mean, there was so many details that, you know, obviously couldn't be put in 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 film because they're trying to do so much but there's a lot of details to this to this to this man right here you know i mean a lot whether it's family mom dad grandparents you know relationships just different parts of the business that that are unseen and and i think you know so many people appreciate what i've done and and i just feel like i i want to give them a little bit more insight to um, although I feel like I would be better talking to somebody while they were writing it down for me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm doing also is I'm dictating it and uh, she's writing. So that way you don't have to write because I don't write. I'm a bad writer. Me too. I don't I'm like, mom, well. can you please, like, yeah. I, I need this to be talked about. Like, can you write something on a spider crab? Okay, thank you. Yeah, here's the facts. Can you make, you know, like, actually one of our mermaids, like, funny story, like, she has, um, she has a degree in writing and it was kind of like yeah i have a degree in writing too so anytime you need any help with this please give it to me all right great here you go and go <laughs> here's three and a half weeks worth of writing i need you to do give it a shot how many mermaids do you guys have on staff so we actually including including myself like we have nine nine of us but we don't always work together on the same days whether it's you know somebody gets sick or like you know uh you know, you can only work so so yeah. long, and yada yada yada. Or people can only want to work certain days of the week. So there's there's nine of us, and, wow. and we try to have like three of us here every day. Are there any of the uh, people from the show that were part of the Netflix still here? Um. So Annie and Emma were in auditions, and there are two employees that have been here. Um, Emma just started swimming in shows. It took her a little over a year, but she was still in high school. So was she let yesterday. Yes, yes, yep. So she just, well, it's funny because, like, I I finally said, okay, we cannot train you anymore. I'm just going to throw you in a show. And she thought it was going to be next week. And I said, no, it's going to be this afternoon. She's like, what? Mm. And I'm like, after the practice that I saw today, this was the best thing that I've seen from you in six months. I said, so we threw her her in the drink. (laughs) And go. (laughs) I watched her, and I was like, she was like a whole new woman. I was like, where have you been? She crushed it. She like, crushed it. I was like, where where have you been? And she's just getting better and better and better and better and better. You know, and she's got her own story, you know, her own story too. And growing up and going through high school. I mean, kids are, man, kids are ruthless. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, for this is like, to, to watch her and, and shape into this person, I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know? I was so impressed by her. And, her, and, I, and I'm a, a huge critic of movement. And she was... Absolute, to find out she just came out of high school is amazing because yeah she was working here through her high control school. her she looks so relaxed and I'll be honest I did not know that you had to stay down there for what four or five songs straight never lose yeah, your breath we don't have never like, make a mistake and have to top oh it's bad <laughs> like, like right now I've my I've, I'm, I've got my my sinuses are impacted right now like and I've been swimming in there all morning and um. Yeah. And it was funny they got out of the water 
the first show and, and Annie, you know, she's she was other mermaids going with me and she said, Eric, did you hear that like squeaking underwater? And I said, Yeah, girl, that's my head. <laughs> and she was like, What? She's like, It's a squeaking sound. And I said, Yeah, it's my it's sinus ringing. is going up and down, up and down. And I said, I've been on Claritin and Sudafed and, you know, draining my sinuses with an eddy pod. I'm like She's like, I don't know that that's good. And I said, I don't know either, but I got to do this, right. so I'm doing it's not it. Not an option. Not an option. I'm doing it. And, and then it's funny because one of the other girls swam with me the next show, and she heard the same thing. She was like, Eric, do you hear that? I'm like, yeah, it's me. I'm telling you, it's me, you know? <laughs> They're like, is there tinnitus? <laughs> so I'm like, maybe you need to turn the music up a little bit more. <laughs> So they don't hear your sinus just wheezing. I'm like, this is hilarious. You're like, were you doing it on purpose? Like, were you squealing underwater? Because you know, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. like we'll mess with each other right. and we'll like cough or grunt or do something underwater. I'm like, like no, what? I would much rather not like, be squeaking on purpose were underwater. Were you pretending to be a dolphin? It, it was kind of like, you know, Eric, we know you have Tourette syndrome, but I didn't know it was like, you know, underwater. underwater. And I'm like, no, these were not, this was not Tourette's related. You should tell people though that that is. You're like, that's I should have. It's a Tourette's related uh, response underwater that I have. I don't know how to control yeah, it. Yeah, if I ever, if I ever cuss, like, and people are like, Eric, you shouldn't be saying that. And I'm like, it's my Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot of different forms of Tourette's, right? Do you do any type of, uh, speaking counseling helping to so when i was a kid my mom actually put me through um uh, a study at shams for tourette's and they put me on some some experimental medications and things like that and um they were really bad when i was a kid but i i took myself off all of my medications i didn't like it i didn't want it um i started taking i started turning to like herbal supplements and like um vitamins and things like that and doing more research on that as i've gotten older like i've gotten slack on taking those things specifically for it but i'm generally a really healthy person yeah um and try to eat as well as i can and take just regular normal healthy supplements based on what my body needs um and i've just learned how to control it i, I went to counseling to where they tell you to squeeze your body and do things and meditate and right. just kind of do what i ever need to do at the time when it when it is you know yeah. if i need to sit down in a bath of lavender and look at a candle then that's just what i do right. you know if i need to get in the water and swim around which generally calms me down um, it's funny though as i've been swimming now a lot more like twice a day seven days a week i see my body like when I'm turning, I'll start twitching in a certain way. I'm like, oh, I hope the audience didn't see that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Starting to notice the, uh, the the wear and tear that it takes over time. It is the, exhausting. No, it really you know, is. I start my day every day. I, uh, I do a two-hour meditation. The very first hour every morning is, a, is in a gigantic bathtub because it's just the solace of the water, the solace of being in there and like you said the candle the uh and maybe what i'll do is i'll just listen to music some days i may have a uh, a conversation with somebody that i'm you know working with or talking to about life but it's become it's become so standard that i went and got a huge above ground bathtub <laughs> like you know what i mean like and had it installed onto this platform that's like wrapped in bamboo and now it's mm -hmm. and it's all in this little tiny bathroom because mm -hmm. uh like you said i'm minimalist is is the wrong word for me we still have multiple properties that i own and have houses so i, I don't think it's how much you have it's how much you have in what you have and that's my thing is like the clutter it's yeah. clutter. I can't stand the, mess. the clutter. It's like, how many stuffed animals do you need? Right. And that's where I, I mean, when I came back from my uh, sabbatical, I had allowed myself 10 hangers in my closet. And I said, if I get an 11th shirt, I have to get rid of something in order to give it, put it up and hang it up. So mm -hmm. I had to decide whether I wanted to keep that shirt or take on to the ones that I have. But how many shirts do we really need? When I lived out well, and that's the other thing. Like, my closet is full of shirts, and I'm like, I don't wear these anymore, but I don't want to get rid of them. But maybe I should just donate them. But no, I'm not ready to do that yet. Mm -hmm. I'll see myself going through the closet, and, and I'll start taking a shirt. I'm like, wait, but no, maybe I can wear this next weekend to the dinner I know I'm not going to go to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what they say? They say put it in a box, and then push it aside somewhere. And then if you move it, put an X on it. If it gets three X's, you just throw the box away or give it away. You don't even look inside it because that means that you've moved it three times and you've never opened it, which means 
clearly you don't need what's in it and mm-hmm. you know and if you were to take everything down to a minimal which the way you're going doesn't look like that's going to be happening anytime no, soon. No, 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 and, and to already talking about expansion and what's next, you know. It's going to be big though, man. You're, I'm talking, you're going to have some, you're going to have some things going on. So I'm excited to work with you and excited to do more. And if you want to keep telling your story, I'm happy to come and allow you to tell it on the podcast. I think people will really turn, tune in and I think, you know, the followers that we have uh, and the community that you're creating, I support and I back and I believe in so uh, whether I can ever ever get the opportunity to do it I don't even know have you ever made a, a tail for a guy my size we've made tails for everybody in everybody's size yeah has there been a uh, celebrity that's reached out to you since the Netflix show that wants one um you don't have to say the name but has there been anybody that's there's a- been a couple of actually uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, well tell I us mean later. there's been a couple of, of of stylists of celebrities that have reached out that have have made some some potential like hey this person really wants this um, there's also been uh, an individual that that reached out just to say I I watched your story and I watched the entire series and I just want you to know how amazing you are. And that meant a lot to me because, you know, this is somebody who's as far as I'm concerned, I'm sorry, but if you're if you're if you're on Netflix or Hulu or, or you're on a show, you're somebody. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you're somebody. Yeah. You know, you're somebody, I'm somebody. The people out there taking I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I'm just watching all these people taking pictures of the front of the building and it's just so it's honorable. It's great. You know, I'm like, Wow, I'm never out here. I never get to see this like this. This is crazy. Like it's like the ants are just coming in and going and, out and coming in and going out. And what's beautiful is they can't see you. No, and it's like, and I, but, but I really you don't have no idea how much I appreciate this. Like, this is this is awesome. It's a great and um beautiful. But she she wrote me and she's like, I just want you to know how amazing you are, and, and one day maybe we can work together, maybe we can't, I don't know, but just keep on doing what you're doing. And then we just had like a normal human being conversation, you know, about I I actually I've I paddled the Wikiwachi River before and blah 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 blah, and and it was just it was just a nice conversation. She's like, keep in touch. Yeah. And she wrote me back, yeah. and I'm like, man, you have over you have like two million followers or something like this, and you're just talking to me as a normal person, and it just it just goes to remind you that people are people mm-hmm. we're just people we're living our dream we're doing what we want to do well, you know if you blow up to 10 million followers tomorrow you're still going to be eric i really am right i mean now. you might not want to come near me for a little <laughs> while but you know <laughs> make sure i've at least had a, some food yeah. first you know but, angry. <laughs> but oh man the food thing is real though yeah, yeah. Well, I can only imagine what you have to do to sustain the amount of energy that you need in order Probably to Probably not that. enough. Never. I mean, it's like, what is there? Is there some sort of regiment? I mean, these are all things that, you know, are going to happen in the future that I know you are aware of, but someone's going to write a mermaid diet that you need to follow in order to be successful as a mermaid. Someone's going to build a... I, I feel like because of all the stuff that everyone goes through, like, I should write the first mermaid healthcare plan exactly i mean but they don't follow it but when they do follow it here they're like oh my god it works and i'm like i tried to tell you this (laughs) i live most of my life doing the same thing i tried to tell you this if you do this and this and this i know it sounds like a lot but if you do these things it will help you and i laugh because i tell people all the time i go i'm telling you this so that you will benefit from it it's not going to help me at all i've already learned these things i already know these things but you're right. You should put together the very first, and it should, you know, you should inclusively uh, bring into play, like, do yoga, meditate, uh, eat right. Here's how to eat. Um, a certain amount of cardio, uh, breath training. You know what I mean? Like, put together a program for people to start. That if they today, if I said, hey man, Eric, I want you to teach me to be a mermaid. How can I get there the quickest and the most efficiently and effectively? Because that's the kind of person I am and if I decide to do something I'm going to be the best at it uh, the best that I can be mm-hmm. I'm not the best at anything over anyone else I just look at it as I'm just going to be the best I can be but I'm also looking for I always tell my children if you want to do something in life find someone who's already successful at it and go do what they're doing they figured it out already so all you have to do is follow what they're doing and most people will teach you whatever it is that you want to know, and especially successful people, because we want to create more successful people. We aren't afraid 
of that. And uh, the competition will come for you and they will try to discredit and to, you know what I mean? And you know that that's an inevitability, but you know, in my business experience, I've always welcomed it. I said, you know what? If someone wants to open a business directly across the street from me, I think that's a great idea. That's pushing it. <laughs> that's pushing it. Especially around here. That's pushing <laughs> Especially it. Especially in Inverness. That's, <laughs> no. that, that's pushing it. But, but it, was, uh, it was the concept of competition drives the market. Yep. And as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm doing it right. I think competition makes me do better. Of course. For me. You thrive under pressure. And that's clear because look at this. I mean, you're sitting here having a nice casual conversation while I've watched it. I'm going to say 300 people. Walk into your Possibly. business. Possibly. We're, we're, we're swamped. I mean, there, there was a little parts. bit of a line earlier. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and then it's, uh, you know, then what's the next level? You know, do you have a, a children's training course? Is there a mermaid school that you can go to? So, I mean, we're working on that. And we actually, our mermaids became what they call Patty certified, which is one of the biggest uh, yeah, diving certifications, certifications yeah. in the world. And um, I remember, though, when I was a teenager, I wanted to do it. And nobody was like, no, 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 no. And now they did it. And I'm like, okay. Yep. <laughs> and now everyone's everyone's able to, 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 to get where they need to go with this. And we're still trying to figure out how to, how to make it happen here because of insurance reasons, you know? So as soon as, as soon as we get some legalities and logistics worked out, we, we have a full-fledged mermaid course that we're going to offer. Awesome. But it's more intimate. Awesome. You know, we w yeah. we really want it to be more personalized. We have a school. Well, you know, I teach I teach yoga teachers how to be yoga teachers, and I certify them. And my school is for two hundred hour, which is your basic teacher, uh, three hundred hour, which is your advanced teacher, and then that's a total of five hundred once you've taught a certain number of hours. Mm -hmm. But to get to that level takes years and years and years of training and working with someone that has experience to be able to help you grow. But it's so much more than just teaching somebody about yoga because what mm -hmm. is yoga well i could bring them here and teach them 500 hours in here using mermaid tales of what yoga is and accomplish the same thing you know what i mean and, and i've yet to have anyone leave my courses not changed completely by them and that's what's beautiful whether they go on to teach or whether they don't it's not important what they came for is what they got and that's just me pouring my love and my heart into everything that i do and I see the same thing coming from you. So there's no doubt to me that that will be successful. And hey, sign me up. I'll come take a mermaid course. I'll get certified. Like I said, I, I'm questioning whether I can do the thing, but I can do the thing. I've I got think the body anybody strength can do what and, they want to do if they want to do it. You know what? I've got a heck of a backbend too. So I might be able to do some really cool, uh, you know, circles and stuff. And for a six foot one, 230 pound guy, I mean, that's a pretty big dude to, to be doing some back, what do you call it? Flips, back circles. Yeah, back flips. Back flips in the water. Well, thank you very much, yeah, Eric, thanks, for the uh, for the conversation, man. This won't be our last one for it's sure. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll go get a tour. We'll put the tour up on YouTube. Then I'm getting ready to go in and get a cool tour of the inside of the behind the scenes. So everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Eric.